I've been talking about, been doing a series on money for the last number of weeks. And uh, I've asked a couple of people uh, to share testimonies. We've been talking about money, finances, talking about last week, or was it last week? I guess it was last week. Talked specifically about tithes and offerings, giving, and which we had an opportunity to present it to us this morning and a way you can give. But uh, I asked a couple of people who would share testimony on on how, you know, they're giving, they're tithing over the years, how it has impacted their lives. And so I'm going to ask Jim uh, Kleckler to go first. Come on up, Jim. And Rosemary. So I appreciate this couple very, very much. Amen. Appreciate you, too. Uh, I have to have Rosemary here to keep me straight. <laughs> Uh, uh, our testimony about uh, giving and tithing and uh, all started, uh, I don't know, way, way. We had our testimony before you had your CJ uh, uh, about what God's done for you long before you had yours. So we had ours first. Yeah. So anyway, uh, we, were, we were married a long time ago and... Uh, uh, so I got transferred to uh, Arkansas, and uh, soon after, we were both saved, and uh, and uh, our life was still miserable on money. <laughs> you still had, we still had fights about Rosemary spending too much money, <laughs> and uh, yeah, blaming each other for money we didn't have we spent uh, we or maybe i spent more than we had and uh uh so uh we found out about uh what was his name larry buquette so we went to uh a seminar in in little rock and i mean this guy can really tell you about money yeah i mean he really helped us to understand what God's money was supposed to be used for. And so uh, uh, we started, uh, we, we, we got, he talks about envelopes. You put so much money here, and then if it runs out, you don't spend anymore. <laughs> that, was, that was our problem. We, we spent more money than we had. So uh, uh, he talked about this tithing, and it was, we were new Christians, and wow, I, I kept thinking, how can I give money to the church when I barely can feed my family? And so, uh, so we, the thing about this money deal, you both have to agree on it. If one of you is not with it, you're probably not going to do it, or you're going to be fighting more. So uh, we agreed that, okay, we're going to try this tithing and uh, deal. So anyway, he talked about uh, uh, the first, when CJ talked about the first fruit. That means when you get that check, you write the check to the church. <laughs> That's the first fruit. You give your first fruit. Because if you wait till it's all gone, you're not going to be able to give the money. So, so we 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 did that, and uh, it was really a uh, Kali. Uh, it was we, we were we didn't have any money left over to give to the church, so we said, you know, we'll try it, 
and so we tried it, and uh, uh, wow, God, uh, you know things how things break, and you don't have money to fix it. Well, He would pay for it. We we would find no. Uh, how many people have ever found a check that somebody else gave you in the drawer? Not many checks you find that people are going to give to you. So we'd find checks. We would get checks from the government that they didn't pay us. We we just kept getting this this stuff that it would just keep coming in, um, uh, and and so we we would uh, give. Then we did the fifteen percent, and then we just kept getting more and more. <laughs> so it. it uh, Another thing I found out uh, that uh, I was talking to Rosemary, I said, you know, I've been getting a lot of call-outs at work to go to work. And and uh, she says, you know, that might be me uh, praying that you get more call-outs. And so I said, you know, I'm kind of tired. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I said I just kind of cut that out so she, so uh, uh, about a month later I looked at her and said well why don't you start praying for more call outs <laughs> so you know God has really blessed us over the years uh, uh, you know tithing is it, it belongs to God anyway so you might as well just give if the church says to give it to you give it just give it uh uh, Lord has blessed us, you know, just taking care of us, uh, all of our needs. He, he meets all of your needs, not your wants. And and uh, let me speak to the guys here a little bit. Um, it's been said to me that when women overspend, it's for small items, and for men, it's big items. So just kind of... Another thing we did was we, uh, anything that was out of the budget, we both had to agree on it before you'd spend it. And then you, ha- of course, you had to have the money first. <laughs> That's the big key. So, you have anything to add? Yes. We uh, made this decision and... Um so God convicted us that we needed to be, um, what do you call it, when you're free of debts of and loans and all that. And so we had just bought a house uh, for his work, and um, it was a 30-year loan. So we made this agreement. We started paying off the small things first, and then we, everything that came in, we said we would put on the house. And that was really hard. When your income tax money comes in, you need tires or your kids need things. But that was our agreement, and that's what we did. And God started sending in money from places that we didn't even know existed. And within five years, that 30-year loan was paid. That was God. That's it. It's awesome. Amen. Thank you, guys. Where's case Candy here? Candy Clarkson? Why don't you come on up and share? 
You know, because one thing I'm wanting to remind us and emphasize is that, like I was sharing, if you haven't been uh, here for any of the uh, last number of Sundays, it is on the podcast are on the website as of what I've been sharing. But as far as tithing and giving, you know, we're not under the law, like in the Old Testament, of this is, this is commanded, demanded of us. Um, however, I do believe God is inviting us into the system that he's created for to, to meet needs and to also invite us into this uh, supernatural financial plan, if you want to call it. Uh, it's an invitation, just like when he's wanting us to draw close to him and spending time in his word or spending time in his presence, he's inviting us to draw close to him so he can do amazing and crazy things in our lives and through our lives. And I believe it's that way with tithing and offering. So I just wanted to have uh, these folks just share what God does when we engage with him in the area of finances. Amen. Okay, my name's Candy. This is Gary, my husband, and we've been married 52 years. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> we were married in 1964, but we were both raised in a church that promoted tithing. And so it was natural for us to tithe. Both of our parents tithed, so we agreed when we got married that we were going to tithe. And uh, it was just kind of an automatic thing that we did. And but I didn't understand the true revelation of it or how it really operated in, until uh, we saw it work out in our personal lives. And we can relate a lot to what Jim said, only that we started out tithing because that just was a natural thing for us to do, to give the 10%. We just considered it wasn't ours, so it belonged to God. So we did. We, And even when we... we uh, Gary uh, was recruited into the Navy... And we spent uh, six years in the Navy, and uh, I had graduated from nurses' training, and so we thought we could rely on some of my uh, salary when I started working. Um, and, and we moved around a lot those years, and so we just we learned to trust God. But, you know, I was raised in a home where we didn't have a lot, but I never felt deprived because my my parents were, they had the joy of the Lord, they, you know, I didn't consider myself in poverty in any way. And so um, I, I just learned to be content in the things that I had. And so when we, we got married, we didn't have a whole lot. And, and our, the, the generation that we came up in was different than our folks' generation. And they, they were wonderful. They would have helped us, but we never asked for help, hardly at all. And they didn't you know, uh, really help us a lot. It was just, we were considering ourselves on our own and we had to learn how to use our money, how to spend and all that. And, and so we started tithing and even those years in the Navy, we, uh, we, even when we didn't find a church we could go to that, uh, we would still send our tithe home to our home church. We just, we just did that. And so, and we didn't have a lot, you know, but we, we sent that first 10% home. And I can remember a lot of decisions we made that weren't wise, but God helped us through those decisions. And we would, because I remember when we moved to uh, Illinois, uh, the first place station Gary was at, that we bought a 67 green Mustang and we made payments. It was an awesome car. I'd love to have that car now. <laughs> Wasn't a 67, honey? Yeah, okay. He remembers the car years better than I do. <laughs> So, and, but for six months, we drove that car. And then we realized that we were not going to be able to move all our things because we, the Navy didn't move us at that point. 
So we couldn't put all of our belongings in that little Mustang. <laughs> so we bought a station. We traded it in for a station wagon. We kind of cried over that. We wanted to keep that Mustang, you know. But we moved in that station wagon several times, and we could get most of our things in that. So, But anyway, so the first place we went to from Illinois was California. And uh, we never, I mean, I hadn't been outside of Oklahoma except to go to Arkansas and uh, a few, you know, close places like that. And so it was quite a kind of a culture shock for us. But we, we had to find an apartment, and we, we found this apartment and we thought, well, I'm going to go to work right away so we can afford it. It was like, it seemed like I remember the price of it was like $69 a month at the end. And we thought, oh, we can do this easy. But we got in there and it had a dishwasher. And I was so excited because I had never seen a dishwasher. <laughs> and so when I didn't go to work right away, we just his Navy salary wasn't very much. And so... We thought, you know, it took me three months to get my license in California to be a, a nurse. And so I couldn't go to work. So um, our Navy salary just didn't do it. So we swallowed our pride and we went into Navy housing. And so Navy housing was bare bones, let me tell you. And it, we had to scrape grease off of everything. And, uh, oh, it was horrible. But, you know, we didn't gripe. We didn't, we didn't really feel bad about it. We just we just uh, made do with what we had. We still tithed, and and God blessed us there. We found a wonderful church in that in that area. So, but that's just a little examples of decisions that we made that we had to, uh, you know, adjust to. But what Jim said about agreement is so true. When you're married, that you any major financial decisions you come in agreement about, and God will bless it. You can ask for God for his input for it, but but then when it comes down to it, um, we come in agreement on that decision. And uh, every time it has been a total blessing in our lives. And uh, I remember one time, I'm going to fast forward quite a bit, but we we went through a really tough time financially because Gary lost it. He was working in the oil field, and uh, the oil field uh, thing went down, and he lost his job, and so he went to looking for jobs, and at that time it was a little bit hard to find a job. I was still working at the hospital, but before that happened, before we even knew he was going to lose his job, I had this dream in the middle of the night, and in the dream I was going through a dark area, dark tunnel, dark tunnel, I was going through it. In the dream I kept saying, I'm a covenant child of God, I'm a covenant child of God, as I went through this dark, dark place, and I woke up actually saying that, you know, we're covenant children of God. And um, I didn't know what was going to happen. Well, not too long after that, he lost his job. And I was working as a nurse part-time because I like to keep my time um, with my family, not just work full-time. So I thought, how are we going to make it? You know, we could, we had a house payment that time to make. And, and, uh, and it was... It was. It was a dark time for us in a lot of ways, some family situations and things like that. But I kept remembering that dream. We continued to tithe. But during the time, Gary went to school as a truck to learn how to truck, uh, drive a truck. And then he ended up driving a truck all over the country. And that was difficult. 
living out of his truck and all of that. And he decided that wasn't for him. And uh, <laughs> and I decided I was I needed him at home. We had teenage sons then and everything like that. But anyway, how God sustained us through that, we never missed a house payment. We never missed our tithe. But what happened was at that time our hospital had us, they went to double time if you took an extra shift. So I still, I would take an extra shift and get double time for it. And a lot of the people that worked full time were kind of resentful of that because I wasn't working, you know, full salary, full time. But I was getting double time for that extra shift. But God just made a way for us to be maintained during that time, then led us into another job. And so God is faithful. That's what, and then we learned, we read a book called uh, Seed Faith by Or Roberts. Have any of y'all heard of that book? If you haven't read that book, it was wonderful. And it will really bless you to read that book. And we not only tithe, but we begin to hear God's voice about sowing into ministries or sowing into missionaries or or sowing in or being blessing somebody just okay and we'd you a lot of times hear at the same time he would speak to him he would speak to me well i've been hearing that too to sow into ministry sow seed and so we would do that and it was such a blessing and we were also believing to be out of debt and uh, we didn't carry a lot of credit card debt but we you know, had a home, and most of the time, because of his hard work and mechanical abilities, our cars were paid for because he would fix used cars up or whatever. And we did bless a lot of people and give them cars, too, through the years. We've given away cars because God blessed us with that, and so we, you know, we pass it on. And those cars would last forever. They this, I mean, we still, we've got a car we've sewn into our family, different ones in this, even in this congregation, that, that car is still going. It's still, it's still uh, you know, because God blessed the work of his hands and, uh, and blessed us in being able to give. And so those are just little tidbits of, of how God has been faithful. And we've learned this not just to give our tithe, but to be blessed. It's such a blessing to bless someone else. And, and you don't have to tell people that you're doing it, you know, you know that kind of thing. But it, it's so much fun to do that, just to, I'm going to do this, we're going to do this. And we're together on all of those issues. We've been together on them. And, God, and, and to learn that all, it's all about covenant with God. Our tithes makes us a part. I mean, it, it's not the law, that we, but that should just be the beginning. Because we have a tremendous, loving, generous God that did not withhold any good thing from us. When he gave Jesus. And, and so we can enter into that covenant of giving and, and loving people and just sharing uh, what God has done in our lives and just begin to sow some seed and see the benefit of it in your life. So I'm sorry I did all talking, but you want to say anything? Is there anything left to say? <laughs> As you can see, uh, God has in, endowed me with uh, probably the most awesome woman that I could ever have found. And our personalities are enough uh, alike that we can stay together. But they're also enough uh, of, of identity with God. 
in each of our lives that we've learned to take what he has given us and allow him to bless it. And so we've always been able to respond and we've never fought over, over money. And I, I just urge anyone who's looking for God's participation in your marriage and in your life, erase money off the front screen. He will show you the way. And you, you can't do it through your natural mind or you're going to fall flat on your face. You've got to do it through your heart and through your, your faith in him. Even when you don't know exactly how to interpret the word, if you see a phrase or you, you have a feeling in your heart that he's speaking to you, apply it. You know, and, and it is, it, it's not like putting weed killer on your yard because you don't know what that's going to do and when it's going to happen and what it's going to cause you to have to do to remediate what you just did. But I'm just saying that, that while you're doing those things that you know you can do to, to bring together the loose ends and you're believing God to, to provide, don't get in a, in a down uh, mode where you're, you're looking for God and, and you're feeling like he's not there because he's always there, always there. And, uh, you know, I can't brag about myself, but I can sure brag about God. <laughs> and, you know, I've driven patrol cars as fast as they, could, they would run and have the, you know what, scared out of the inside of me trying to get things uh, under control. And I'd be screaming prayer out to God sometimes. It's the only thing I knew to do. And then at the end of the thing, I'd have a subject in custody and everything would be resolved. And I'd stand there with bitter tears dripping off my cheek because God had, had brought me through and, and he was involved all the way. You know, He's not afraid of a sport car or a fast car, an old junk pile. You know, He's the author and finisher of everything. And so in him, you can have the life that he wants you to have, and you can enjoy it. You know, he could have given me uh, a lot of other partners, but he chose to give me one that was going to be a problem for me every once in a while. <laughs> she wasn't mechanical, so I couldn't overhaul her. I couldn't, I couldn't substitute things to make her this or that. I had to go to God and say, you know, how do we fit together? What, what can we do that will honor you with our lives and with the giftings you have in us? And I found her. <laughs> and, and she is an awesome woman. And, and together, you know, we've been able to see more of God's manifestations in our, than our uh, lives and in our home, I think, than, than is what is a normal type thing for most Amen. people. Praise and God. we just praise God. In Amen. It. I'm going to just share a few thoughts in closing. I'm not going to, I think a lot of good stuff was said already. Um, one passage I want to read out of Proverbs 3, 5 through 10. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. 
Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of your increase. And here's why. So that your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. Um, I'm going to share summary the next time. Uh, I, I talk, I'll share some, some more summary thoughts. But I just want to say this when it comes to money. It's not just about giving, but giving is a big part of it. It's about managing what God has entrusted to us so that he can give us more. You know, the parable of the talent teaches that principle that he, you know, he gave three servants or three, uh, the king gave three servants different amounts, gave one, I believe five, one, two, and one, one, or something like that. I can't remember the exact amounts. But he gave them something, entrusted it to them, and then they left. He left. And then he came back and uh, found out what they had done with it. The first two, they multiplied what he had given him. And the last person, he just kind of hid it because he was afraid. But the king celebrated those that multiplied it, and then he gave them more. And I believe that God is wanting his children. There's a verse that says about the... uh, It says, a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, but the wealth of the sinner is stored up for the righteous. The wealth of the sinner is stored up for the righteous. We've heard about uh, God, the transition of wealth from the sinner to the righteous. And it's like, well, who are the the righteous people who are going to get that? I believe it's those who are faithfully taking care of the little bit they have right now. God is looking for faithful sons and daughters that will partner with him, that he can entrust wealth with and he wants to give us more so that we can use that money to be a blessing to people and to to advance his kingdom but we have to allow the 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 expansion and transition in our, our, our own lives and souls to happen because we've heard and we see what happens when people are just when when wealth is dumped on people for example like the lottery when you have a person who, who has a poverty soul, an impoverished soul, a poverty mindset, and they're given great wealth, we see that it destroys them. That their statistics share that they are worse off than they were before they got all those millions of dollars because their soul could not handle that increase. And so God wants us to allow him to, to work with us to increase, increase so that he can entrust more to us so that we can be a blessing in our community, in our society. And he's inviting us. And, you know, God's relationship that he wants to have with us is supernatural. Did you hear that? It's supernatural. And he wants it to be supernatural. He wants it to be full of his life and supernatural power. But we're the ones that make it religious and stale and boring. And so here's another part. Money is a big part of our lives. You know, we hear about, you know, that the statistics show that the, the number one cause of divorce is, over, is fighting over money. Do you realize that? One of the major causes for divorce is fights over money. You know, the Kleckler shared how they used to fight over money, but they, they started basically lining themselves up with God's principles, and they quit fighting over money. And here they are a thousand years later still married. <laughs> okay, maybe not that many years. And the same thing with the, with the Cloxons. You know, here are, here are two examples of two couples that have been married for many, many years. And unfortunately, in society, we're not seeing that. But one of the major problems is money. And God 
has a way for us not to have to go through the money problems and the money fights and, the, and all that kind of stuff. But it takes us not leaning on our own understanding, acknowledging him in all our ways, and that includes money. That includes money. So the invitation by our Father is, will you trust me and do it my way when it comes to your finances? And that's basically what it is. And tithing in the, in the Christian, in walking with Jesus, tithing and offering, it's an invitation. It's not a bondage to the law. You need to give, you better give 10% or you better give tithes or I'm going to take it from you anyway. That's what some people think. That's how they see the Father. But he's like, I need you to give your heart to me. Where your heart is there, your treasure will be also. And the Bible says you cannot serve both God and money. So God is trying to show us a way how we will not serve money, but we'll serve him. And it takes surrendering our money to him. And that means following his principles with my money. And it's like, and he says many times, entrust me with your money and watch what I'll do. And we've heard testimonies. I've heard testimonies over the years from Pastor Dale of the crazy, amazing provisions of God because they trusted God with money. They, they tithe even when they didn't have a lot of money. I heard that from these two couples. They trusted God even when it was tough, and God provided, and God came through. And he's wanting to covenant with us and says, I will meet all of your needs according to riches and glory. Seek first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness, and all these things will be added. But there is a condition. It's not that we can just, we can make declarations about, well, God's going to meet all my needs, well, God's going to take care of me, all that kind of stuff, without following his, his principles. When that, I'll close with this, that one verse when, it, when Paul said, and my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. And see, I like to confess that part. But if you look at the context of that verse, it's because they had given the people had been given, they gave, they responded to a need and gave, they blessed, they gave away. And then God, and then Paul said, God will meet all of your needs. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added. And so I just want to encourage you. I know we've been beaten up with money. Money's been abused. It's, it's been uh, misused in churches and all that kind of stuff. So I know we're gun shy when it comes to money, but don't allow yourself to be robbed and ripped off of the promises and the provision that God wants to bring into your life by holding on to your money and saying, nope, it's mine. No one's going to touch this. And that's the number one reason why I felt convicted that I needed to talk about money, that I couldn't hide behind any excuses not to because I didn't want you to be robbed of the opportunity that God wants to bring your way. Amen? And I'm not afraid anymore. I'm not ashamed because it's like, just like I'm not afraid or ashamed to share the gospel because I know the freedom it will bring if you respond to the gospel. If you respond to God's giving and money principles, being a good steward, I know the freedom it will bring into your life. Let's stand together. Father, we, we just, uh, again, say thank you for your goodness. I thank you for the testimony of our senior saints in our midst who are wonderful testimonies of your faithfulness. And we're, we're so grateful for their example that we can follow. As they say, follow me as I follow Christ. We choose to follow their example. 
and we're grateful for them. We're grateful for you, Lord. And Lord, I pray that you would show us in our hearts any area that we're kind of holding on. We're, we're reserving something for ourselves and, and not just totally opening our hearts to you. I pray that you would put your fingers on that and begin to deal with that with us. We, we give you that invitation as even as if it's scary, but we choose to trust you. And I, Lord, I just speak and release your blessing on every person here. And I thank you for giving the grace, giving us the grace to respond to you. We love you, Father. You're so good. I'm so excited about what you're doing in this church family. We're so excited about the transformation that's happening in this community. In Payne County, in our marriages, our families, Oklahoma State University. We're so grateful for the God consciousness that is increasing, the conviction that is coming over people, and people turning to Jesus because they're experiencing His goodness like they never have before. We just declare and speak that over this community. And we thank you, Father, that the gospel will come out of Oklahoma State University. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You guys have an amazing week. And don't forget, next Sunday, we're going to have Lee and Shay here, and it's going to be awesome. So you definitely don't want to miss that. God bless you and have a great rest of your week.